this is where maybe Apple will have a little hedge because the fact that you can see through your glasses and you can superimpose, you can sort of play tricks on your senses. Welcome to All About the Metaverse podcast, the show that keeps you up to date with the latest technology, trends, and news about our future digital world. I am super excited today because obviously I'm joined by my co-host, the amazing Alexis, but today we're talking about something huge. It's the future. Alexis, what are we talking about today? Uh, hello, everybody. Hello, Chris. Uh, I'm not the future because you know, the way you announced, it felt like uh, Alexis is the you're future. You're always the well, future. <laughs> Alexis, you're always the future. Well, yeah, well, thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm aging as well. But yes, the future seems to be now in the hands of uh, of Apple. They made uh, quite of a some drop, a uh, big use bomb. Um, we were all expecting something rather amazing. I don't think it's that amazing looking, but it's definitely paving the way forward as they have a tendency of doing. Um, it's pretty cool, I got to say. It doesn't look great, but it's pretty cool. We're not minority report yet, but we're getting there. Um, we're going to be talking quite a, a, a lot uh, on this episode about what uh, Apple has done. But uh, maybe first, we, we, we want to you know uh, get started with what was the response from the competition. Uh, right from the get-go, just to, you know, like, uh, let's get the antagonism out of it, and then we'll give maybe a bit of an opinion of what's all about the metaverse uh, that uh, that Apple is painting for us. Yeah? So, yeah, so, we're, so we record about a week before we release our episode. So the last episode that came out came out from us talking before the announcements were made, but it also came out after the announcement had actually been made. So please sponsor us and uh, that will allow us to get these episodes out a lot faster. But the really big thing that happened was actually on the Friday before the Monday Apple announcement. On the Friday, Quest, uh, Oculus basically announced that they were going to be making the Quest 3, a brand new version of the... Quest 2, which has been very popular with people for gaming, for other things. There is also a Quest Pro product that's been released, but the Quest 3 was a mass market potential, $499 is what they're planning on selling it for, and an upgrade to the original Quest 2, which is now a couple of years old. Like I bought mine, I think, in uh, late 2020, early 2021. So this is kind of a refresh of a model that I do feel is more mass market than the big announcement that happened on Monday from Apple. But I do think it's important to note that the timing of this was fantastic. Like mm. all the excitements coming up to the weekend just before the announcement from Apple, WWDC kicks off on Monday at 6 p.m. our time in the UK. And then Friday afternoon, it's like, hey guys, uh, really quick one. We're just going to announce here, bombshell, we've dropped this. We've got a new product coming out in autumn. So what what do you think that is? Like, do you think that's Mark and, and the guys at Facebook, Meta, uh, Quest, basically looking at this and going, we've got to do something. We've got to try and uh, preempt the, the announcement? Well, first and foremost, I think uh, the Meta's team wanted to, uh, to be uh, talked about them in our show, right? So that's uh, rather obvious. So otherwise, why would they do that? Yeah, so that really sets us right in between <laughs> Metas and Apple. I mean, uh, such a young startup as ours, it's, it's we're, incredible. We're, that. We're, we're the glue that brings these companies together, right? I mean, uh, Mark, if you, if, you, if you listen to us, uh, listen, uh, to, to be honest with you, I'll tell you what, the way I see, I think this, okay? Very clearly, they are not in the same space. To me, it's, uh, it's, you know, Meta, it's clearly playing the software game. I think they're going into the whole idea of really diving people into the metaverse. Like, like, you know, they, they, they're building a, a sort of a, they're building a software. They, they, they're building what the metaverse is going to be like. Whereas Apple is really building, you know, maybe something that it's 
more doable and not so uh, so there's not so much entrapment and and I mean entrapment in a, in, a, in a good sense of the word whereas you know like not you're not trapped and you cannot escape because of course with the Oculus you can just take them out and then you know go back to your life but uh, but Apple I think what if they release is definitely superior they're going into something that will definitely be you know more user friendly in the sense that you can see what you're doing and people can see you but they're not doing the same product, not at all. One is really building, you know, a, a device, you know, to 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 boost an incredible software that they're going to release, and I think it's just going to be uh, a Facebook on super mega steroids. All right, um, and I think what they want to compete with, I think they want to compete with the likes of Sony and Microsoft, uh, rather than competing with with Apple. Apple, they're they're kind of good at doing software, but they are notorious for doing the hardware. And I think uh, again, this is two different things. Even though Oculus is indeed a, a hardware, I think the, the 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 what they will be selling, they will be selling what's inside the the the, the, the that metaverse that they're building. I, and I'm talking for for Meta, right? So I don't know. Uh, should we compare them? You know, this is not really comparing. Uh, you know, apples and apples. It's really comparing. You know, apple to oranges, and 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 also. We, we we see that again. Apple was superior in the in the crafting of the product. Uh, we saw in the presentation. I don't know if you, our audience saw this, but you you know you can have some hand movements that will dictate pretty much what is it that you see uh, in front of your in front of your eyes. I think that is darn cool to be honest. Uh, that is really reinventing the wheel because there's you know that interaction that you have with Oculus that you're holding some some sort of a of remotes in your hand. I think I think unless Unless you are, have a super immersive video game, I don't think people want to go about the streets with their Oculus and go about like, no, this is a device that you're using at home and at home only. Whilst uh, the, 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 the Vision Pro, it's something that you can be using anytime, anywhere, uh, maybe in the shower even, I don't know. So listen, look, I think there's a, a, a big thing here, right? So Apple's big announcement on Monday, WWDC, and they drop the... And one more thing, which is their iconic kind of big news is coming. So they do this, they announce the Vision Pro. And like you say, this is a completely different product as far as I'm concerned. This isn't a Quest 2 competitor by any means. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One, the price point, but two, the utility of this, right? Yes, there will be games that you will be able to play. Yes, you'll be able to do stuff, but it wasn't the main focus of what the Vision Pro talked about. And this is where I think... Apple have dropped a, a huge bombshell on on everyone, which was you put this on and immediately you have access to all your usual stuff. My house is littered with Apple products, right? I have my iPhone where I basically live. My computer is a MacBook Pro uh, M1 Ultra, fucking fantastic piece of kit. I love it, but literally I have access to everything I do on there. We have an iPad that we use for the house. My other half Please sponsor uses an us iPhone, so Chris can the buy uh, the headphones from uh, Apple as well. Okay, please. Yeah, I'm audio this. technica, sorry. Okay. Um, so... But the reason why this is such a big deal is that for me, that next jump to put on one of those is going to be fantastic because I am literally going to have everything that I already use, all my files that I already have, my photos, my shared photo albums, my music, my films, my television content, everything is already there. And I think this was the key differentiator. When Meta started and they wanted to have Quest and they started building these things, well, actually, I think they took over Oculus. Uh, they they 
purchased Oculus. When they started making the Quest, they had to build an ecosystem. Then you've got to get developers to get interested in this ecosystem. Then you need developers to make good content to put out onto that ecosystem to then allow people to buy the hardware because you then have a reason to buy the hardware because there's a piece of software. Apple doesn't need to do any of those things. There are already two and a half million apps or whatever it was that we talked about on the Apple App Store. A lot of these things are going to get ported. There's access to games. You've already got half of your content within this um, within this ecosystem anyway. By being able to just put these on and have full screen, like my whole world is my screen and I can work, that's incredible. And I think the other key difference that I noted, again, as an Oculus Quest user, I find it fun, but I can't spend very long in it. And the reason yeah. for that is the quality of the actual display isn't good enough to stay in that for a long time. So I don't That's think right. I'd be able to read a document or use Word in an Oculus Quest 2. However, if this is a 4K screen in front of each of your eyes and you can sit there for a couple of hours at a time whilst you're working on stuff and doing stuff, this is epic. Like This is huge, right? It's For me anyway, this is something that I jump straight to. Meanwhile, Elon Musk is like, hold my dear bro. <laughs> and like, Neuralink, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Elon Musk is like, hold my beer. I'm going to stuck chicken, sticking some chips in, right? Chip. But I had this conversation with a buddy yesterday who loves his tech. We were talking about the Vision Pro and everything else. And we did actually come onto the subject of sticking in chips and everything else. The problem with the idea of having a chip or whatever implanted in you is how quickly we upgrade our technology nowadays. And I don't really want somebody opening me up every six to eight months to change the chip and to put a new chip in and to upgrade my chip or to whatever else my chip. So I'm going to stick to outside my body for now. And then I'll look at that next version in the future. Well, obviously technology, you know, as we saw, and I think we discussed that before in uh, in, in this series, is that we, we, we saw that technology, you know, it's just like becoming smaller and smaller and smaller all the way to a point that's going to become then wearable. And when it's not wearable any longer, I mean, look at what, look at what Vision Pro is. Now that's become uh, a technological wearable device, okay? So when it is not wearable anymore, then where does it go? Uh, well... <laughs> It's just gonna go inside, right? It, it seems like the the normal the normal iteration of like okay from from device to wearable to inside, and then potentially when we have a quantum computing, well, I don't know. By 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 then we will vibrate. I mean, by by then they will be able to encode, you know, pr- you know, code on our DNA, and bye. And that would be the real metaverse. By then we're running away from the AI, right? That's trying to kill us. Um, (laughs) We've gone down a different route today. We're not really talking about the key things. But one of the things I want to bring us back to is uh, this morning, I believe, um, when we're recording this. So guys, this is, I don't remember, the 9th of June, I believe. So Mark Zuckerberg has actually released a statement talking about the Vision Pro. And I think one of the key things that I liked about what he tried, the way he tried to position this was, this could be the vision of the future of computing but it's not the one that I want. And apparently he said this during an internal thing for for his staff and when they were talking about this. But I think this is really interesting because this is the big difference, right? Yes, the Vision Pro could prove to be a very important stepping stone in the adoption of digital worlds such as metaverses, etc. But that's not why they have released this. Whereas when Meta changed their name from Facebook to Meta, when they bought Oculus, when they had this idea for a metaverse future and a 3D representation of the internet, Mark obviously has something very specific in mind. Um, 
I'm not going to write him off yet. And one of the key things that he said, which is important, the new Quest 3 that they're going to be releasing, which is a better version, it's an updated version, will release at a seventh of the price of the Vision Pro. So it's a very big differentiated marketplace at this stage. This Vision Pro is an early stage, first generation, very expensive product, which I think will be fantastic to to work with, to play with potentially. It's not in the same category and even the price point, right? Apple are good at doing this. We make very nice, very good quality products that cost a fortune. But if you want to get involved, you can. But the first gen maybe isn't the perfect one, right? It's got a two-hour battery life. It's still quite heavy from what I'm hearing on the initial reports. I don't know. Like uh, Apple are notorious for paving the way, right? I mean, uh, they, they launched the smartphone and then the whole world was then hooked on smartphone. Of course, they cut themselves the lion's share on it and so was for the tablets, okay? Uh, or at least, well, the, the, the first the iPhone, right? Uh, uh, sorry, the, 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 uh, the, the iPod. And then, then it was the iPhone. And then they cannibalize their own products, the iPad, the iPod with the iPhone. And then, then the iPad came in the mix and then, and then they paved the way for all those technological advancements that everybody embraced. And then, you know, you had, you know, the, the birth of all these Chinese companies that sometimes do superior products, maybe less widely, you know, uh, accepted because they don't have that brand appeal. But now the whole entire world, you know, beats at the beat of, of Apple, whatever they come up with. So for sure, $3,600, what it was. Yeah, that's, that's obviously extremely expensive. Uh, costs will go down because competition will emerge, but they definitely paved the way forward. Now, my question is really, I mean, we, we saw that Mark is extremely committed to this meta world. Okay. We, 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 we see it. We saw it. He, 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 he blasted God knows how many billions of dollars into, you know, this, this first tries out. How committed is he really? I mean, he's rebranded the whole entire mega empire that he has built, okay, on the back of a couple of apps to really, you know, put that, you know, into this new iteration of the meta internet. How committed is he? Is he really willing to put all these marbles, all the effort, everything into, into this? I think he is. I don't think he's like a, this super villain, super, you know, uh, crazy. I, I think he, he, that's where he wants this. This is where he sees it. Right. And I think there's going to be a convergence where he will not admit defeat to, to Apple, but maybe the Oculus will, you know, become a bit more similar to what, to what the Division Pro is doing. But with the whole entire, I would say droves of, of uh, Facebook and Instagram users behind it. And again, yes, Apple store has, you know, millions of apps. But who's using the apps, right? It's all the people who are using Facebook and Instagram. Let's see. Well, so I think this is where it gets interesting though, right? It's, I, I saw somebody put up a meme the other day uh, and it's a scene from uh, Back to the Future. And it's my, Michael J. Fox has just gone on stage when his parents are dancing and he's playing the guitar and he plays a Buddy Holly track. Uh, that hasn't come out yet, right? And it's proper rock and roll and he's playing it one thing or another. When he finishes, everyone's gone quiet. He's done that big solo. He kicks over the, 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 the speaker, right? And everyone's looking at him really like, what are you doing? And he goes, I guess you guys aren't ready for this, but trust me, your kids are going to love this. And to me, this is the moment that we're currently in right now 
my dad <laughs> wasn't an early adopter for an iPhone. He just wasn't. And maybe even we're not the, uh, the, the, the real kind of, we're going to grow up with spatial computing, but you can't tell me that the future doesn't go from, we need to carry around this big laptop. We need to carry around a screen. We need to carry around a, uh, a, a keyboard, a mouse and one thing. All of a sudden you've got one device. Think about this sort of projected 10 years from now. You take your one device out of your bag, you throw it on, you've got a potentially IMAX size screen, let alone whatever you want to do for work and design work, et cetera. And you can literally just get started. You don't need anything else, just your hands and the head for, and the, the headset. This to me, like you play this out and you map it out 20 years from now, kids are going to be like, what are you talking about? A, a mobile phone, like staring at a screen. Like, what? A mobile phone? Like a laptop? What? You have yeah, to, yeah. Like, what, what, are, you what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But if you look at kids today, right? So remember, like I gave my dad an iPad. I can't remember which generation. It was like a hand-me-down from mine. I got a new one. I gave him the old one. He loved it, but he was like, that. what do you do? Where, where Where do I find this? How do I do this? Well, well come on. That's quite intuitive though. It was quite intuitive uh, as Apple products usually are. Okay. There's a logic. There's a logic. Yeah, yeah. But you're saying that as someone that's been like, used to this, right? Like, so for my dad, my dad was, I, he'd write a piece of paper and then put it in the fax machine. And then that would get sent to the person he was trying to communicate with, right? That was his yeah. key method of communication when he was working. So getting onto an iPad, but now compare him to a three-year-old today, a three-year-old will pick up and I watch this with our nephews and nieces and stuff. They pick oh, yeah, up iPad. their grandma's Boom grandma's iPad. They know the code. They open it up. They tap the code. They know how to find YouTube. They go onto YouTube. They know how to type what they want to find. They're watching stuff on YouTube. They're two, three years old. And you're like that, Jesus Christ, this is intuitive, right? This is that's where right. that flow is so good. And I think that's where what the next version of spatial computing could be is very different. And I also think as well that Meta is still playing the VR card. Apple has gone down the route of, let's call it mix. XR, because this is what everyone's yeah. saying. It's of that course. mix, right? It's the AR yeah. and VR, and it's the ability to be in an environment, to work with other people, to collaborate on something, to be able to do it on your tabletop or on a surface that's there, whatever it might be. And I think that's also a big part of this. Yeah, I agreed. I agreed. We always uh, advocate in this uh, in this series that you know we 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 do believe that it's going to be uh, a mixed reality and and until we really get plugged into the matrix uh, for real, then that will be the real metaverse. Then, but for the metaverse that we see today is well, I think the closest it is is video games and metaverse is okay something that's going to be you know like a bit of a mixed reality with complete VR. And, uh, and, and potentially, you know, something that can trick the senses. And I do believe that this is where maybe Apple will have a little hedge because the fact that you can see through your glasses and you can superimpose, you can sort of play tricks on your senses, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I would give a, a one, one Apple zero to Meta, not that that's much of a competition, but, I, I, I do believe that it's going to be a conversion uh, to this. And I do think that Meta's approach, um, as he said, Mark Zuckerberg said, uh, I wouldn't have done it uh, this way. I mean, uh, all right, Captain Hansight. But I think he's going to learn from the mistakes of uh, what Apple is going to do. And eventually it's going to like sneakily, you know, get there. I mean, of course, nobody wants to live on a metaverse, but everybody has no legs. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, to be honest with you, though, I think all of this is all positive for the metaverse, right? This is, we've also got to remember, we're not a tech show. We're like, we're a metaverse show. So let's go back yeah. to this. All of this is positive for the metaverse because yeah. if Apple come into this, it forces Facebook to up their game, sort of, not Facebook, Meta, Oculus, to, to up their game. That's the first piece. Whether he agrees with it or doesn't agree with it, it doesn't matter. You now have two of the biggest companies in the world pushing forward with headset devices for something to do with computing. Now, whether it's AR, XR, VR, gaming, um, working, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. So there's now, and it's not just them as well, by the way, just so that everyone's listening to this. Uh, some people may have heard of the Microsoft HoloLens. Uh, maybe some people haven't, actually, to be fair. Like, it's something that's a device that, again, is super pro. It's priced at, like, three and a half thousand. It's only got pro applications. It doesn't do any gaming or anything else. It's not for the average user. But it is another device that is already out there in the marketplace. So these devices do exist, and for a industrial purpose, they already have a marketplace. What we now need is... Apple to be doing this, Microsoft to be doing this, Meta to be doing this, the new company as well that's doing the Pico, like new company, the new Pico that's been bought now by ByteDance, they are doing this. If enough people, also, sorry, by the way, Valve, also the, the company that created Steam and that does all the gaming uh, workshop, platform and workshop, they also have their own uh, system. Hive also have one as well, just so that everyone's aware there's a lot of these. But if all of these companies keep doing this, we are advancing the technology as a whole. Remember the first iPhones and the first touchscreen phones were one thing. Today, an iPhone costs £1,500, but today you can also buy a cheaper smartphone with a touchscreen for as cheap as $90, right? Like it's that technology spectrum that only comes when enough people are doing enough building and creating enough products and enough advancement in those technologies to allow those price points to come down. So for me, this is a huge plus in terms of the headset technology. It's a huge plus in terms of the potential for the metaverse. I think we're a long way away from everyone jacking in, like you said, like it's a, we're a long way from that. But it does mean that there will be a crossover where I might be with my headset, you might be on a browser, somebody else might be using their mobile phone to experience something in the metaverse together. That doesn't matter. That advancement ha only comes from enough people building. Google, your move. <laughs> I think on that bombshell, we'll leave it there. So remember, <laughs> this is what the All About the Metaverse podcast is all about. We bring together companies, small companies that don't know each other. And, you know, we like to bring these guys together like Meta, Apple, Google, and we just bring them all together into the conversation. <laughs> the connector. <laughs> well, With the I'm glue, happy to the do bridge, this the I'm connector. Happy. I'm happy. I'm happy to do this role. I'm the facilitator. <laughs> Well, listen, Alexis, thank you so much. I think we've got a lot to look forward to in terms of this Apple, and I'm sure we're going to follow up on this. I think there's going to be a lot to go around and a lot to talk about over the coming weeks as we see more people's reactions, more developer use cases, what people are doing with these, uh, with these headsets. But I think for now, I think it's a positive for the metaverse, and that's where I'm going to leave my opinion. How about you? Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, you looking forward to so many things. I'm looking forward to the next episode because on the next episode, we probably going to have uh, a lot more, uh, you know, events happening all around uh, the metaverse. So uh, we will be discussing about this and uh, and all these new things that are happening around the metaverse will be discussing all about the metaverse. So I'm looking forward to the next episode. Chris, thank you so much. 
It was great. I uh, had a lot of fun. And thank you very much for our auditors to uh, tuning in. Bye. Alexis, we'll see you soon. Ciao.